Hey guys, Jim Cox, FFG Advisors, Park Avenue Securities, and I'm here today with an interview with Michelle Gomez. She's an activist uh, dealing with the uh, issue of human trafficking, and reached out to her and wanted to kind of get uh, some information about the work that she's doing and, you know, uh, just discuss the issue and see what else can be done. So, Michelle, thanks for taking the time to chat today. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, again, as you, as you mentioned, my name is Michelle Gomez, and I have spent the past few years advocating for better awareness of one of the most profitable criminal enterprises worldwide, and that's human trafficking. So really big problems here in San Diego, and I've worked alongside community leaders in the San Diego area and was a member of the San Diego County Commission on the Status of Women and Girls, where we focused heavily on this issue, as well as... Uh, uh, domestic violence and homelessness of women and children. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be selected to develop a curriculum and educate high school seniors on human trafficking prevention at one of the high schools in Vista, California, and I have found that experience to be very rewarding. Uh, it's one of the things that I think that we need to really be speaking much more about, especially to our youth, and the more we can bring this awareness to our youth, the more we can combat it. I know that in here in California, we've recently introduced legislation where we are educating our youth in our elementary schools, but we're not doing it in all of our schools, and we're not doing it frequently enough. So I think we need to have broader awareness, and we need to be educating as uh, early as possible so that we can end this horrific issue. So what's the nature of the education curriculum in terms of like, what are you trying to educate them on? We're really trying to educate them on what a uh, perpetrator looks like, what they're what they might be uh, trying to do with with uh, victims. How are they approaching them? Who are they approaching? Generally, what we're finding is they're approaching youth that are um, withdrawn within themselves, or they could be. Um, you know, uh, homeless due to a variety of reasons. They may have bad situations at home, but really it can attack anyone. So we want to make sure that that's also known. And really what we're trying to do is say to our youth, it may not be affecting you, but it may be affecting somebody you know. And if it's affecting somebody you know, who can you reach out to to have that situation looked into? So it's really just the awareness piece of it and knowing what the signs are and what to look for. So it's an awareness of, like, the vulnerabilities that kind of create the opportunities for the crime to take place. That's correct. Absolutely. And then educating uh, our, our students as well is about the, the various different social media problems that we're facing, the apps that can be found on phones, and then taking that a step further and educating the parents with the students so that they're also aware and everyone's aware of what, what signs to look for and what these perpetrators are doing to get to our children. So is there kind of a profile of what you expect a, a perpetrator to look like? Like who, is there like a, not, a common profile? There's not a common profile, um, but what we're finding is that it's really uh, widespread within our gang system. And we have a number of gangs here in California and the San Diego area. And really what we're finding is that gangs are starting to traffic people more so than they are trafficking drugs or weapons. And we're also finding that gangs are willing to work with each other to traffic people and to stay one step ahead of law enforcement, which is something we haven't seen in the past. Uh, historically speaking, gangs have always stayed within themselves, not work together. What we're seeing with them trafficking human beings is that they're willing to work together to stay ahead of the game 
And so it makes it just that much harder for law enforcement to crack down on these enterprises. So if they're trafficking people, where do the people end up that are being abducted in the United States? They're in our communities. They're all around us. So there's not somebody, you know, that's being trafficked across, you know, uh, you know, county lines or across international lines. I mean, we have a huge proximity to uh, San Diego, obviously, but we're not really seeing that. What we're seeing is that they're in our communities. They're they're being, uh, you know, abused right here in front of us. We're just not aware, or we're not mm. conscious enough of the situation to be aware. What, um, so once somebody identifies a vulnerability or, or what they think might be a problem, what are the steps that a person takes to kind of find somebody to tell? Well, what we've done here in San Diego County is we, our district attorney has formulated a task force. So we have uh, phone numbers and we have information that's available that we post on hotel bathroom walls, that we post in schools. And there's a hotline there. There's a phone number for uh, people to call if they're a victim and also if they believe that someone else is a victim. And we also have, in within the county, we have billboards that have the same information. Mm. With, you know, one of the issues that I've seen and... I think is a huge issue is a lot of trafficking and a lot of abuse that leads to trafficking actually starts within families in terms of um, people who end up grooming um, kids to become trafficked. How does the program deal with that issue like within families? We have seen that as well, and, you know, that's, that's a, a different animal entirely. And how we, it, that's a more difficult situation to crack down on, but we are watching for those situations, and we are working on those situations as well. Uh, but, yes, you're exactly right, and it's no different than, you know, growing up in a family who's gang-related and grooming that child to be part of the gang. And so it, it's, it's out there. We have to be conscious of it. It's a difficult situation because a lot of these uh, people don't feel like they're a victim. And so getting to them and having them understand that they are, in fact, a victim and that this is not all behavior is tough. What we have found is that when we uh, rescue a victim or somebody that's been trafficked, oftentimes they don't realize that they're a victim and they sometimes end up going back to the situation. So it's an ongoing cycle that's really difficult to bring people out of. Uh, but, you know, we, we have to continue to bring that awareness. One of the biggest things we can do, as you know, is, is really to, to uh, help these people before they're stuck in the cycle. So is there a program linked to this that helps women or girls or even boys? I mean, uh, it happens with boys um, to help a person Absolutely. help a person transition back to kind of recognize what's happened to them and heal from it and not become subject to it again? Uh, yes, we have a number of nonprofits in the area and a number of, uh, of organizations that are helping these people, these youth, be transitioned out of And it's not just youth. I mean, it can be adults as well. Yeah. But helping these people transition out of this situation. We also have a nonprofit here that has really started focusing on um, you know, the 
the criminal records that a lot of these victims are facing and finding ways to erase those criminal records so that they're not having this ongoing cycle of victimization. So we're doing a lot in this county, and we, we are really recognizing the fact that we, the first and foremost, try and keep people from being, a, you know, a victim in the first place. And if they do become victim to this, how do we help them moving on with their lives? How can we ensure that they have productive lives going forward? I mean, it's not something that you can ever erase. But why should you victimize for the rest of your life with a criminal record? And how can we expunge or eradicate or get rid of those clearly so that you're not constantly, you know, a victimized going forward in your life? Because if you have a charge for prostitution or drugs or grab that. There are a number of other things makes it difficult for you to move on in life and to be productive in careers and families and different things of that nature. I'm curious, when um, people end up getting charged with things like prostitution or drug charges, um, are there people that reach out to them to kind of evaluate if the nature of the problem was actually the, the trafficking that led to the prostitution or the drug charges? Yes, and what we're doing is we have these nonprofits that are working directly with the district attorney's office. So if someone's picked up and we believe that there's systematic or of human trafficking or we believe that there's signs of abuse, then we work, those nonprofits in the DA office will work together to see what the situation is and how they can fix the problems. Now, a lot of times we have people that have been out of their situation, their abusive situation for a long time, we work with those people through case management to get them to the right resources to help them, um, you know, expunge their records or, or various other things. But there's case management that goes on while we were trying to get someone out, and again, after someone's been out for maybe even years, that we do have resources available so that they can hopefully be productive and sustain and move on with their lives in a, in a fashion. I mean, they're never going to erase that history, but they can move on with their lives and be productive. How long has this model been in effect in San Diego? Uh, I want to say it's been only a couple of years, not very long, maybe two years. And I assume you guys are collecting data to try to quantify kind of the impact of the legislation compared to kind of the baseline. Yes, and the legislation that went into effect with education in our elementary schools just went into effect a few months ago, and it's only a few uh, elementary schools. It's a pilot program, so I'm, ho I know I'm hoping that that data is going to indicate that we need to be doing this, uh, you know, statewide rather than just these few schools for a pilot program. Definitely. Um, are there? This sounds pretty holistic and cutting edge compared to most programs that I've come across. Is that is that kind of the take? Are you guys the, really the leader on the topic right at, at this point? Uh, we would like to think so. We don't really have any information on what you know, is going on in other places, but we really like to think that this is something that's cutting edge and that we're really getting ahead of it and that this will be a model for other states that follow. Um, you mentioned law enforcement. Does the FBI get involved in terms of human in uh, terms of human trafficking? I don't have any information on that, but I would assume so. Hmm. Um, if somebody wanted to kind of replicate the the pro the program that you're talking about, like, what would be the steps to do that? If somebody wanted to kind of pursue the same course of action in their own area. 
Um, I well, there's a program on the inter, uh, on the internet, and the specific organization that I'm speaking of, and I'm not a member of this organization. I'm just familiar with them. Is Free to Thrive, and you can find them at freetothrive.org, and you can see the model that I'm talking about with the record expungement and that sort of thing. And then our district attorney's office, uh, you can find the information on the task force on the San Diego County District Attorney's website. Very cool. Um, what advice would you have for parents who are dealing with this issue with their kids? The biggest advice I have is we want our kids to have freedom, but not so much freedom that you don't know what they're doing. Be aware of what they're doing, even in their own bedrooms at home, because with the, with the internet and technology the way it is today, it's easy for someone to be caught up in talking with the wrong people, even while they're in their bedroom with the door closed. So be aware, have open communication, open dialogue with your children. Know who their friends are. You know, know, know where their phones are. You know, put locks and controls on their phones. You know, technology, again, social media is one of the biggest issues that we're dealing with. And know if your, your kid is exhibiting any signs that are unusual. Are they starting to withdraw? Are they coming home with expensive items? Is, you know, somebody wooing them with expensive items? I love you. I'm going to take care of you. Just really be aware of, of any change in your child and know that uh, oftentimes those changes, expensive gifts, withdrawal, uh, locking themselves up their rooms is, is generally a sign that something's going on that shouldn't be. Gotcha. That's good advice. Um, if people want to learn more about uh, about this and, and follow up with you, how can they reach out to you? I have an email address. It's Michelle with two L's at Michelle. Again, number four, O-side, O-S-I-D-E dot com. Very good. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, chat today and to uh, follow up. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Michelle. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.